Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Welcome. Welcome to The Visual Workplace. My name is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. In each show, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system, our intelligence, into the living landscape of work through visual devices, through visuality. How to install the language of our current level of operational excellence, even if we are not quite as excellent as we wish we would be, or as we know we will be. We install that level through visual devices and mini systems. We make it concrete. We make it specific. And then we can literally see how we think and predict how that thinking will function. That is our operational system, and we see it in action. We've captured it. We've embedded it. And why do we bother? We bother because, first of all, we get great bottom line results. Improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs. Great results. 15 to 30% increase in productivity is what we normally expect, even if you've done lean. And number two, we get splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, including the boardroom, operators without hesitation, eye-driven visuality through operators, eye-driven visuality on every level of the organization. That's where the language comes from. Splendid cultural alignment. Number two, splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, operators, CEO, purchasing, maintenance, docs, doctors, <laughs> wonderful. And the third is simply we flow. We enjoy ourselves at work. We go to work and we go to think. The enterprise becomes increasingly conscious fluid, self-aware, and so do we, to which I say, oh, wonderful. So that's what Visual Workplace Radio is about, and that's what the Visual Workplace is about. That's why we get together every week to learn more. Today, we're going to focus on visual management. We're going to talk about words matter, and so does performance. Where does visual management fit in? And as you will hear, and I've mentioned this before, it is something, but it is not everything. Before we begin this discussion, I just want to make a special invitation to come visit us at our website, visualworkplace.com. You can find all my radio shows there. You can find over 100 articles on workplace visuality, strategic leadership, building your work culture, and many, many related topics. You will also find a discussion of our our approach to visual transformation, the 10-doorway model, a wide array of of our visual workplace training courses and methods, including visual machine, visual leadership, pokey oak. And you'll find lots of company results and commentary from our clients, from the trainers we've trained, from the participants at our seminars. So visit us at visualworkplace.com. Have a question? Want to send in a comment? Tell a story? Call us at 503-233-1784. 503-233-1784 or email us at radio at visualworkplace.com. Okay, we're here to help and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks. So let us begin our discussion of visual management. In my mind, it has kind of evolved as visual management versus the visual workplace. I have to say that uh I have felt some surprise at how quickly people have merged the two, thinking that visual management and visual workplace is the same thing. As my mom used to say, it was her law, words are free. It's how you use them that costs you. (laughs) Words are free. It's how you use them that can cost you. Lately, the term visual management 
has been on the lips of many business leaders, management gurus, and consultants. It is for them today's answer to operational excellence. A lot of attention has been paid to information in the form of what is called visual management, and that's good news. Except for this, many of those people, perhaps including you, treat visual management as though it is the same as a visual workplace or even a fully functioning visual workplace. And that, in fact, is not true. So let's go through some definitions, and then I will illustrate through words (laughs) visual management's place as a subset of the visual workplace and talk to you about where it fits on the visual workplace continuum and talk to you about errors in concept, which kind of gets us into trouble. And then we'll go through visual management level by level. We should be able to uh, complete this in this one show. If not, I'll finish it up next week. We will also talk about embeddedness and the difference between telling and making. I hope that sounds very, very interesting. It is very interesting. So what is visual management? How is it defined? And how does it fit in with workplace visuality and the technologies of the visual workplace? The technologies of the visual workplace I summarize as the 10 doorway model. And if you read my book, Visual Workplace, Visual Thinking, especially the second edition, which came out last year, you will find uh, a very, very good discussion of the technologies of the visual workplace. It is the full array, it is an overview, and it has two or 300 pictures. You can find it on our website, visualworkplace.com. You can find it on Amazon. Make sure that it is the um, cover, the cover has a yellow star on it instead of a blue neutron. The 2005 edition is with the Blue Neutron. It's a good book, but this one has been sizably upgraded. Importantly different, I like to say. It's importantly different. So visual management is an approach that monitors organizational results and displays those results, usually in flat two-dimensional formats. You can think of dashboards, you can think of metrics. KPI dashboards, LCD monitors, glass walls, vision mission statements. These are all part, these are all a part, pardon me, I'm getting ahead of myself. These are all a part of visual management, the visual management array, hour by hour tracking charts. Whatever your list of visual management constructs, they share a single goal to make it easy to see results and easy to manage, easy to understand what is going on in the organization on a fairly abstract or summative level. It is not the work content itself. It is the results of the work. In other words, visual management, like all good visual tools, makes it easy to tell merely by looking. The flat figures of visual management, a sheet of paper, a flat screen, a poster, a chart, are packed with at-a-glance evidence about the organizational direction, pace, and results. They visually share what the enterprise does and how well or not so well it does it. The purpose of visual management is twofold. First, to share the company's direction and intent, and second, to frame critical results data so their meaning is fairly clearly understood and certain adjustments can be made. And while that makes visual management important, it is only an important part of a much larger continuum we call the visual workplace. It is not a substitute for the visual workplace, but a subset In their sum, visual management formats are designed to connect and help align a company's many activities, but that's not the same thing as performing them, doing the work, okay? Visual management devices compel our interest, especially the interest of managers, 
because the information they convey is so vital to seeing the organization, to seeing the enterprise. And because these devices are visual. And as I've told you a lot of times, 50% of the brain's resources are dedicated to finding and interpreting visual data. So it's a perfect fit for us human beings. We as humans are creatures of our senses and we are sight dominant. In this regard, the power of visual formats to convey, connect, and illuminate is very strong. Humans are masters of spatial interpretation. We have that as a kind of gift of the species. It rivals by a hundredfold our ability to retain and understand non-visual events, non-visual information, abstract information. Seeing is not only believing, seeing makes it so. So we're given to visual formats and we say hooray. And yet, study after study has shown us that visual management, as I have just described it, which I, in my view, believe that is what it is, what I just said is the truth about visual management, in my opinion, visual management devices have little or no trackable impact on the bottom line. For example, about five years ago, between about 2007 and 2012, 12 companies in Europe, this was a study by McKenzie, companies in Europe and the U.S. invested a startling $5 billion, that's B, B as in billion, <laughs> B, $5 billion in setting up visual management systems, K, KPI dashboards, LCD monitors, what I, the, this flat two-dimensional two um, framework. So these companies invested, as tracked by McKenzie, a startling $5 billion in setting up these systems, but they experienced, based on their own tally, less than a 5% success rate. In other words, impact, 5% impact. What went wrong? Well, part of the problem stems from what I said at the beginning. Thinking that visual management and visual workplace are the same thing. They are not. The terms cannot be used interchangeably. To unpack this, let me go on a bit. Let us revisit the tried and tested definition of a visual workplace, the one that I came up with back in the 1990s and I have used consistently and um, un unstoppably for the last couple of decades. I guess it's going on three decades now. This is the definition. A visual workplace is a work environment that is self-ordering, self-explaining, self-regulating, and self-improving, where what is supposed to happen does happen, on time, every time, day or night, because of visual devices. When the visual workplace is effectively implemented, it visually shares the information I beg your pardon. It visually shares the informational details of your production system, of your operational system. It does that along the goals, along with the goals and results of that system. The array of visual solutions this produces is vast and includes everything. Color coding, visual standards, the visual wear, border and addresses, visual scheduling, visual display boards, visual controls and visual pull systems, visual, visual machine devices, visual guarantees or pokeyoke systems, as well as KPI dashboards, LCD monitors, obey rooms, and other visible visual tracking systems. Yes, that's right. The visual workplace, interchangeable in my lexicon with workplace visuality encompasses visual management and much, much more. Workplace visuality or the visual workplace is the umbrella framework. Visual management is a subset and not the other way around. And I'm going to illustrate the difference, the telling difference between visual management and the complete framework. 
I hope, in a way that's vivid and makes it very clear that KPI dashboards, LCD monitors, glass walls, vision and mission statements, hour-by-hour tracking is not performance. It does not It does not embed performance into the living landscape of work. Therefore, it simply reflects performance. That's it in a nutshell. Now, you can reflect performance until the cows, every single one of them, comes home. But that won't change anything directly. It may motivate, but it doesn't transform. Okay? I hope this language is real for you, that you can begin to relate to it. This is a very hard and fast separation. And if you don't get it right, you will both underestimate the visual workplace and overestimate visual management. And in both cases, your organization is the loser. A highly effective visual workplace demonstrates a full spectrum of visual functions That includes visual management. This is the 10 doorway model. I have sent, I have spent a number of shows um, unnesting and I will be going into a more. I'm pretty sure the next set of shows, maybe two or three of them will be on visual displays and visual scheduling. That's doorway number three. We haven't kind of uh, gone deep for a deep dive into that. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be next on my uh, drawing board. So, visuality is the visible language of your current operational system, wherever you work, a factory, healthcare center, government agency, office, open pit mine. So yes, visual management is very important and should be pursued. As long as you understand, it is only one in a progression of core visual functions. Far too many companies and practitioners think they understand what visual management is, and they tote it, and they market it. And it is important, but man, it is not everything. In a moment, I'm going to tell you, it's about 8 to 10% of the visual spectrum. You get about 8 to 10% impact. If you leave out the rest, you're leaving out about 90% of what visuality can do and trading it for the 10% of what you want to see. And especially if you're a manager, you want to see these numbers. You want to see the KPIs. You want to see a declaration of your vision and your mission. But you know what, managers and CEOs, with all due respect, your work is not exactly changing material into product. It is helping to make that happen, but you, I hate to say this so plainly, you are not on the value-add level. So you're already removed from the conversion process. So be careful. It may satisfy you, but it may not help your company in any substantial way, certainly. You're leaving a lot on the table. This is not just a mistake in thinking. It is the loss of a huge improvement opportunity. Okay? So, I want you to envision the 10 doorways. But instead of it being an array of doorways, and you can find this on our website under our approach. You'll see the tag at the top, top navigation. Envision the 10 doorways horizontally. Envision them as a kind of continuum, if you will, a kind of spectrum, a spectrum of functionality. One, two, three, four, five, blah, 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 eight. And imagine this, and you can just imagine the spectrum of light starting with a kind of purpley pink and moving over to the end of the spectrum of red, which eventually turns into purpley pink. You know the spectrum, the, uh, the color spectrum. And what we see there, the progression begins with, well, it actually begins with the pre-visual workplace. That's going to be pre-5S. I'm going to map these to you. And they, they map pretty closely to the 10 doorways, pretty closely. But because the purpose of the spectrum is different, uh, 
it's it's nomenclature is different. I'm hesitating because I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a way we can put this on our website. We don't yet have a corner of the website where we just put up things for you to consider related to the radio show, but I've promised you to put this in place. We haven't done it yet. So just keep checking our website and sometime in the next month or two, let me just say we, we intend to do that. And I'd have the spectrum for you to see. So we're going in this spectrum from pre-visual workplace. We're beginning with 5S and then which takes a very narrow margin. It gives you about 6%. The next will be operator-led visuality, which is my form of 5S, 5S on steroids or work that makes sense, sizably different. And we'll give that whole piece that is operator-led 14% of the victory. When you become fully functional, 14% of that will be operator-led contribution. The next chunk is visual standards. These are flat uh, depictions of your specifications and of your SOPs, your standard operating procedures. You make them visual. That's the second um, part of this continuum, of this horizontal continuum. We're going from left to right. The third is visual displays and visual scheduling. These are the boards where you keep track. And that's what we're going to do some subsequent shows about. That's about 12%. The fourth is visual management. LCD boards, the way you treat your measures, how you handle your feedback, how you display it, how you communicate it. And we give that a very generous 12%, 10%, 9%, 8%. In some cases, it doesn't exist at all, but when it does exist in its fullness, I give it a very generous 12 out of 100%. Okay, it's a little bit, a little bit strong, but I want to not let my irritation become a prejudice. <laughs> so I'm giving it 12%. Next is visual metrics and visual problem solving. These are not so much metrics that are reported as much as metrics that are used as a lever to drive down the causal chain. Metrics that illuminate cause, metrics that are used actively to discover solutions and better solutions. This is part of the improvement framework, and that's 12%, certainly 12%. The way that you handle problem solving, I like visual problem solving, I like visual metrics. The next piece is called the synergy of the previous five, how these work together. You don't get any extra points for it, but what you do get is synergy. Next, we do visual controls and visual pull systems, which is comparable to your doorway five, visual pull systems in my doorway system, and next, visual quality pokey oak. One is 14, the next is 12. Are you getting this? So these are slices of visuality, but mostly I want you to get that visual management is a piece of this, and I'm naming what the other pieces are. And the final one that I have in this continuum is visual leadership, which includes your Hoshin and includes all of the pieces of leading and pulling your leadership on a supervisory and executive to level, uh, level together so that it's aligned and powerful. And then you have the synergies of all of those. So we're going in this continuum from a startup to a transformed enterprise. We're going, culturally speaking, from a instable, controversial, combative, uh, non-functioning work culture, but a work culture nonetheless, to growing stability and then growing alignment, embedded performance, aligned impact, and finally high performance and driven. That's the continuum. The progression shows these eight categories of visual function, and this is a theoretical order. But we have to talk theoretically about that which does not exist so pervasively that you can find it everywhere and understand it. So you, you implement these based on your assessment of the needs of your own organization. They are not lockstep. There's a certain logic to them. 
but they're not prescriptive in their order. So yes, you can begin with visual management, but if you forget the rest of the spectrum, those numbers that you are trying to manage, that line of sight is not going to change, okay? Because you aren't embedding performance through visual information sharing, okay? This is basically an error, several errors in concept. First of all, the big error is the definition. Powerful though it is, visual management is only one element of a fully invested visual workplace. It is not all things. It is not. It is not all things to all visual needs, to all informational needs. It does have specific scope and specific purpose, but it is mostly effective, most effective when it is deployed within the larger framework. There's an error in purpose. While an effective visual management deployment can create positive impact, that impact will not be long lasting if it's not combined with the other categories of visual function. Visual management is a mechanism for defining, calibrating, and framing performance results, but it is not the performance itself. And the other error set that I would name is error in scope. It's closely connected to the first. Because some companies don't realize that visual management is part of a larger contracts, contact, I'm sorry, construct, they wrongly assume that it can achieve outcomes reserved for the other functions in the visual workplace continuum. Hmm? Though visual management makes no claim to be omnipotent, if we think it is all-powerful, it will disappoint us. It's not its fault, it's our fault. We need to understand more. The technologies of the visual workplace, including visual management, are powerful allies in every company's march to operational excellence. Okay, so these conceptual errors, errors in definition, error in purpose, error in scope, these conceptual errors will limit your ability to reach your destination. Knowledge and logic are natural antidotes to those errors. So let's take a short walk through a representative array of visual management formats, level by level. And I've kind of designed them on a kind of five level um, uh, framework. It's a kind of step down. Step down, let's say, related to goals or levels. So level one or goal one, make the corporate intent visually understandable and appealing. Goal two, visually assess and align business results on the site level. Goal three is visually assess and align process results on a departmental level. Then step down to goal four or level four, which is to align results on the value-add level, the operational level, directly. And five is to integrate priorities and results in a single location. So you have this line of sight. So goal one, the corporate intent, that's pretty easy. When your company gets clear about its direction and wants to rally popular support and create alignment, you make the corporate intent visible in an early and very useful next step. Here we have vision mission statements. <laughs> Let me do five shows on that. <laughs> and the examples of this reflect a two-dimensional form, two-dimensional formats that convey more than words can alone. You might see mountains in a vision or mission statement. Mountains signify challenge. But because we are climbing them together, the art tells us, the art, A-R-T, will reach the top. Or maybe it's expressed, the mission vision is expressed in a roadway image, which strongly suggests that this is not just a plan, but this is really progress. We are following a direction. And follow us, and we'll get there together. Or it could be shown in a grid. A lot of the automotive companies do this for vision and mission. And that evokes order and structure and stability. 
and we immediately have more confidence in what's in each of the cells of the structure because we intuitively understand that they are all connected. And as a result, we feel connected. We feel part of something greater. This is useful. This is the first level capturing the corporate intent in a two-dimensional format. It's useful almost beyond measure when we consider, again, the capability of the brain to find and interpret visual data. These images take us directly into the vision they represent. And with that comes understanding and ownership and alignment, and we enroll. And that's exactly what's supposed to happen with the corporate intent. It re- it's required for us to do that. Goal two is to make site-level business results available, visible. So first you show us the top of the mountain through the corporate vision mission. Where is the corporation going and why? And then we ratchet down to a level and display measures and results for the site. This is what you see when there's an array of key performance indicators, KPIs, and they disclose how the enterprise is doing in quantifiable terms. Nearly always with points of comparison, first-time quality, for example, versus defect levels, customer complaints versus customer satisfaction, scrap versus productivity, late deliveries versus on time or linearity, and so on. Sometimes companies call this the glass wall, and it's a site-level display of all this powerful data. The visual format discloses and amplifies meaning. It captures visibly relationship. It makes the impact more compelling. These speak to us of results and the impact of our performance on the bottom line. But be careful. It is not the performance itself. It has no impact except a wishful, motivational impact on improving that bottom line. But we do begin to grasp what is expected of us in a very precise way, and we begin to understand that our contribution, the results of our performance, has a much wider, more substantial context. So KPIs can connect, connect us up and organize, but they are not powerful enough. They are not meant to illuminate cause or even create alignment. They certainly will point to the need for both, okay? Something that in a pre-visual workplace is not only unknown, but unknowable. So that's useful. This level two site-level results is useful. What site would not benefit from that, okay? Next level, three. Now we're on the department level, department level results, That's our next stop, the realm of KPI dashboards. But I want to to say this again. The, The KPIs will disclose the result of performance. They're slightly closer to cause, but they don't illuminate cause. Site level KPIs are frequently referred to as tactical feedback, tactical measures. On a corporate level, if you move them up several orders of magnitude, they will then become strategic in nature. They'll illuminate a kind of common performance and a common um, state of health for the organization. There's no problem there. Making these distinctions simply help us, the rest of us, see the different organizational levels needing different data bundles or roll-ups. So that's fine. There's no problem here. The only problem is if you think this is everything, it's going to tell you everything and that you can create change through it. No, 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 you can't. Corporate is looking for evidence in the data that growth is needed or timely or the message of better wait. On the site level, KPIs reveal the money eaters, the time eaters, the conditions that need attention if the state, if the site, I beg your pardon, if the site is to make its required contribution to corporate mandates. Departmental KPIs reveal where the bodies are buried. 
the casualties called cost, defects, accidents, long changeover, excessive absenteeism, absenteeism, material shortages, and on and on, the usual suspects. In this respect, visual management formats are superb as communication tools, not as performance tools, not as performance tools. When they are cleverly and carefully configured, the best KPIs reveal the evidence, the result of people behaviors, machine behaviors, system behaviors, or the behaviors you have when there is no system. Just be careful. KPIs, I'm going to say it again. Are you going to throw something at me? KPIs are not powerful enough to change or improve those behaviors in any long-term or sustainable or meaningful way. They monitor only. They monitor only. Using them will not strengthen your operational outcomes, but they will make it clear that you need to do so. They sound the alarm. People will pay more attention, and this will produce a positive uptick in those same KPIs, at least temporarily. Okay? So the message, I'm going to keep saying it, is that we're monitoring, we're not changing, we're not improving. It may motivate us. But what about the change itself? This is a 10 to 12% slice of what visuality offers. And even though managers love it, it doesn't change operations. Management loves KPIs and visual management because they can see at last, at last they can see. At last they can walk up to a company, a plant, a department, and they can get a 10-second scan. I say whoopee. Whoopee, I mean, it really is important to know, the need to know. But that is not the same as changing those KPIs. Okay? And management has been hungry for this so, so long. So think about it. Here we have powerful managers who can't see, who need to make decisions, and finally they're given a way to see through visual management, and they go through the roof with their praise and their commitment to visual management because their purposes are being served. What they don't realize is that the greater purpose, their greater purpose is not being served, which is to lead change, to name the change and to lead the change in their organization. They're just so happy to be able to see it all. There's some kind of an analogy here. <laughs> I hope the one that comes to mind is just something that happened last week that I really like. It's like when the rooster crows in the morning, it thinks it made the sunrise. I'm not sure that's an exact analogy or metaphor, but it's like that. It's like just because you can see doesn't mean that it's getting better. It just means you can see. <laughs> okay. I don't want to hit that too hard. <laughs> level four. Results on the value add or operational level, direct cause, cause level. The level of causality. There's a reason you hear practitioners declare it all happens at Gemba. Gemba is the happening place. It's the source, it's the nexus, it's the scene of the crime. <laughs> if you know about the Japanese history of Gemba, it is actually a police term that's called, that means the scene of the, of the crime. Let's go there to find out what the crime was. <laughs> See if we can pick up some clues. <laughs> it's the nexus of causality. It exists exclusively on the conversion level or what you might call the value-add level, Okay. The formats of visual management on that level, you can call it the area level or the cellular level or the work content level, includes metrics or should include metrics from the causal dimension, as well as local goals and targets and cost drivers. In clever hands, visual management on the value-add level can identify the minute contributors generated by the actual work, the minute factors where all the data begin. 
Okay, so you can start with a KPI board that provides a performance snapshot on one of the 300 machine centers, and then you can capture real-time performance in an airborne LCD monitor electronically linked to an individual machine, and it will draw the number of minutes the machine has been down, the length of the changeover, how many strokes. It can sum that up into some form of OEE, which is largely misunderstood and badly misused. But nonetheless, there could be a line that says OEE. It could give us the target production and the actual. It can give us count minute by minute. Oh, my goodness. It's really, really good stuff. But just be aware that these data tell us only the good or the bad news related to performance. It does not illuminate or reveal cause. And therefore, it cannot position us to take immediate corrective action. And I think that's one of the ways you can distinguish visual management. It doesn't tell you what to do next. It just says, you better do something quick. Or you can relax. Why don't you take the afternoon off, Mr. Plant Manager? Things are going well. In fact, you don't have to come back for a week. We're doing just fine. Thank you. We've got it. We've got it. Okay. So let's move to the fifth level of visual management. And I call that integrating priorities and results in an OPEX room, a kind of OBEA room. A lot to be said about OBEA. A lot to be said. OBEA is not the same as a war room. We'll talk about that. We'll get to that in our discussion. Not this week, but sometime soon. So, so we're looking at a very narrow, highly designed format on level five. And it usually, it's a dashboard that usually addresses the big four of KPIs, safety, quality, delivery, cost. And maybe you also have one for morale or employee engagement, SQDC, and maybe M. And you can integrate this and put it into a room. And by seeing them all together, you can make new connections. You can get insights. And sometimes the connection can trigger action. Oh, my goodness. Look at what's happening here with material shortages. And look at our delivery schedule. I think there's a link there. And we investigate further. These dashboards in your OPEX or OBEA room can sometimes, if you've got the bucks and the interest, be directly linked to live databases. So you can see the moving parts in real time, dynamic inputs that contribute to rolled up results. You get the line of sight. You can easily switch between value add, departmental, and site levels. Wow. I mean, that's really cool. You can gain those insights. The entire enterprise then can be accessed in an up-to-the-minute information view. Okay? This makes results that were previously subject to lengthy preparation available instantly, and that's a big plus. And then you can add other functions of visuality, for example, visual scheduling and uh, visual display boards, and you enter the magical world of capability in your OPEX room. So, but please be aware that while this fifth level has gained you more data and more evidence and perhaps insight, it does not position you to improve results. Why? Because you haven't yet entered the causal chain. You're nowhere near cause. So let me talk about embeddedness. I think I'll have time. The tools of visual management, which is a segment of the visual workplace continuum, 10 to 12%, provide a quantity-based window on the behavior of people, machines, the system, the plant, the enterprise. It does this by monitoring, tracking, and displaying related information, the data. And the result is an array of priorities and KPIs that capture the current state in numbers. But this current state 
sprang from the performance of work. That is the causal chain. That is the causal contribution. And that will only improve. Those data will improve only when the performance improves. Visual functions other than outside of visual management are designed to help us do that. How do they do it? They embed behavior. They embed exact behavior into the performance landscape, into the physical landscape of work, whether that's a hospital, an office, a factory. Okay? Visual management is a subset of the visual workplace. It is not the same as visual performance. And, you know, my favorite example of this will be a little bit tricky to explain on the radio. I hope they don't censor me and shut me off. But if you go to Schiphol Airport, which is the fourth largest airport in Europe, over 50 million passengers pass through its portals every year. Skibbled Airport is famous. It's a really, really cool airport. It's famous for a lot of things. I really love to go there. Great apple strudel, great coffee. I tell you, great coffee. You never, you never have bad coffee at Skibbled. It's a little bit big, nonetheless. It is known for another. It has another claim to fame, and that is its sparkling men's room. In the early 1990s, the airport's cleaning department manager decided to ensure the correct use of the men's room by literally embedding behavior into the correct behavior into each urinal. I said it on the air, into each urinal. The result was an estimated 50% reduction in the so-called splashback problem and a parallel reduction in the need for to clean the room or the cleaning supplies, the cleaning costs. And this is an idea that actually came from Victorian England. It was invented by a gentleman named Thomas Crapper. <laughs> Spelled C-R-A-P-P-E-R. Yes, that's where it comes from. He manufactured sanitary wear in the Victorian age. This is the, uh, the uh, turn of the 19th century. And because it was an invention, urinals were an invention, he needed to meet the splashback challenge. Otherwise, the urinals will not be popular. They wouldn't sell. How do we get men to adopt the right behavior in this kind of new open format? Well, what he decided to do was to emboss a little target in the urinal on, right below the porcelain, embedded in the porcelain itself. And he chose as that target a bee, the bee, which is a, the symbol of the monarchy in the UK. And by the way, Crapper was an arch anti-royalist, and he embedded a bee. And of course, the gentleman of the Victorian age took aim and met the splashback challenge. <laughs> what he did was he embedded the behavior. He embedded the behavior he wanted by the placement, the smart placement of that bee. And later on, he had to, when cooler heads prevailed, he exchanged the bee for a fly. Otherwise, he was going to be rowed out of the country on a rail. But that's the difference. Skipole can keep track of how much it spends on cleaning the men's room and how much it spends on cleaning supplies and how much it spends on everything around getting the right behavior, or it can simply change the behavior by embedding the behavior into the living landscape of that work, that urinal. And that's what they did. A fly etched in an exact location and, and as a result, an exact correct behavior followed. That's visuality in the workplace. That's embedding performance into the living landscape of work. Nearly 100% adherence is achieved without audits, checklists, supervision, training, or KPIs. It's done without speaking a word. In-process visuality does all the work. And that is what happens in the rest of the spectrum that goes from the visual wear to visual displays, if you would allow me, to visual pull systems and pokey oak, visual machine, 
visual standards even. Visual standards actually is not a good example of embeddedness, but it does get you to that step of naming the spec that wiggles and then going after it. The spec, the exact spec that wiggles. Visual management is an important authoring, often, I beg your pardon, I, that was a Freudian slip. Visual management is an important, often dazzling part of the improvement methodology known as the visual workplace, but it is only one part. Visual management can develop improved levels of awareness and encourage improved performance, but it is not the improvement of performance. This improvement is tied to people's exact understanding of what needs to be done and why they understand cause. And they understand what causes need to change because they've studied it. They've surfaced it. And that is not revealed in the KPIs. And as, as the results understanding fades, the commitment fades as well. And there's a lot of backsliding. So, Create a robust array of all categories of visual function, not just the numbers part, and let the workplace speak. I wanted to share this with you today, this discussion about visual management. I hope you have found it helpful, and I hope you have found it vividly helpful. <laughs> I hope you've been able to see what I've described. I make an effort to do that. Because I know this is Visual Workplace Radio, an oxymoron, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> but I want you to be smart about visuality. And if somebody says visual management is the visual workplace, now you know different. And you know why. And it doesn't mean you have to reject visual management. By no means use it. But also know that it's limited. Be grateful for it. And know that there is more. And know to seek more. Get yourself educated and let the workplace speak. In fact, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And this is Gwendolyn Galsworth wishing you good visual thinking and a highly productive visual journey. Let the workplace speak. Thank you for joining us this week at Visual Workplace Radio. Tune in for another episode next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, with your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Let the workplace speak.